This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. Hello again, hockey fans. Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning and their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices as well as your favorite storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. So the best way to stay on top of all of the excitement, all the fun, all the information, or uh, even slow parts of the season, download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit the auto-download button so you can stay abreast of all news Tampa Bay Lightning. I am your host, Casey Hudson, and it's time for us to dive into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. And guys, as we start this breakout, I have to open it with a quote from the captain himself of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I feel like this kind of sums up a lot of questions that all of us have after, well, three very tough games for the Bolts. Steven Stamkos last night after the loss to Ottawa says it's not for a lack of effort. Obviously a lack of execution, but we're running out of time. We talked about it. Let's learn a valuable lesson. When things aren't going well, let's not try to manufacture things. Let's just stick to things that work and simplify. Now, I open up with this quote specifically because after the couple of losses, well, not couple, but after the slump of losses this team has faced since returning from All-Star Weekend, the go-to phrase has been, it's not for a lack of effort, it's for a lack of execution. And I know fans are starting to get frustrated with this, but as an ultimate optimist, I point this one thing out. The team is fully aware that they are running out of time of lack of execution. They're running out of time to say that it's not for a lack of effort. They're running out of time to say that they have to simplify their game, stop getting cute, and all of the great hockey phrases that we love so dearly. So do we hit the panic button now or what? Well, I mentioned I'm the ultimate optimist. We know the biggest problem here isn't particularly a lack of execution. It's a lack of defense. Defense is going to kill this team if they can't find a way to get better at keeping pucks out of their own net. To put things into perspective, the Bolts have allowed 21 goals over the last five games. This is a team guided by Coach Cooper, whom we love so much, that says three goals is too many. And teams are putting up three plus goals consistently on the Bolts, which just makes it very apparent as to the bigger problem here being defense. Now, heading into the trade deadline, I know a lot of us thought, hoped, and had our fingers crossed that we were going to pick up a solid defenseman to help kind of close that gap, close that missing of a guy like Ryan McDonough. We can't talk about Ryan McDonough anymore. It's been a whole season almost at this point where he has no longer been a part of this team. And the trade deadline came and went. They didn't pick up a defenseman. They had faith in some guys that they saw developing in Syracuse. And now we're here. But defense is still a problem. So what does this mean for the Bolts as they try to, you know, solidify a position not only in playoffs, but to have a playoff push to make it past round one to round two to round three and, you know, so on and so forth. It's always going to come down to the defensive conversation. Now, one thing this team does have that they did have a couple years ago, but I I have faith that they do have again now is they have multiple solid two-way players finding that spark, figuring out if they have time to see how well these two-way players can pick up their defensive game to assist the defensive pairings is the bigger question mark here. So all that to say, I'm not hitting the panic button quite yet, but we are fully aware that the boys know that they are running out of time and that playoff push is coming. And one of the biggest tests go down tomorrow at 1 p.m. Saturday, they face off with the Boston Bruins yet again at 1 p.m. in TD Garden. Before we get into 
that matchup with the Boston Bruins. Let's check out some takeaways from the week. Let's start with last night's unfortunate loss to Ottawa. Ottawa put up seven goals on the Lightning, and honestly, it looked pretty bleak from the beginning. Ottawa owned the entire first period by putting up two goals. Braden Point responds in the second, doing only what Braden Point can do, coming in clutch for his team. Then they tried to make a push in the third, and before you know it, it was a power play goal by Sergachev. A little bit of hope came back into the arena, and then Ottawa just completely ran with it. Um, goal, empty net goal, 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 and most of you guys saw it from there if you kept your TVs on. The Bolts were outshot 35 to 29, only converted one of four power play opportunities. We know that sometimes power play and special teams can be a stinger if they're forced to be on the PK too much, if they're even getting too many power play opportunities. This team doesn't have time to settle on their structure or use that word simplify as they love so much. They just don't have the ability to create space for their own game when they're constantly in special team positions. So uh, yesterday was pretty much a big special teams game on top of the fact that they just didn't have the opportunity to play well. Ottawa had 15 takeaways to Tampa's eight, which leads me to takeaway number one here on pucks and bolts of the last couple of games, but especially last night's game. Defense will cost this team. Managing any team, but specifically last night, the Ottawa Senators' odd man rushes. It was just rush after rush after rush. Um, they struggled to handle that. It was almost very stifling for this team at one point. Then hence creating the turnovers where they create opportunities for their opponents to just continue to put up goals or create scoring chances. Um, I don't think you can really expand upon that more than what it is. Odd man rushes have been an issue for this team this season. Typically that takes place in the second period and we can't even talk about the second period anymore. As a whole, 60 minutes of hockey isn't really being executed well. So last night, especially, the Ottawa Senators just kept applying the pressure. It was very hard for the Bolts to adjust. Um, some deep pairing switch-ups took place. As we know, Coach Cooper already said he's still looking for that spark in his pairing. So as of last night, it was Hedman paired with Perbix, Sergachev with Chernak, and Cole with Bogosian. Uh, Darren Radish being scratched, Hayden Fleury being scratched. And... We've seen Radish get some decent playing time. Of course, he's going to need the reps at the NHL level. We know that this team is very fond of his play and his development. Again, everything is a timing game at this point now that we are so close to playoffs. Once the guys get back, there's only seven games left before playoffs start on April 17th, as we talked about in the last Pucks and Bolts episode. Um, takeaway number two, the ability to get back into games. Now, we've seen that this team had such a great chance of making comebacks. If you would have asked me this question about a month or two ago, um, their winning ratio after when trailing after one or two periods was more in favor for them. They had the ability to make these comebacks. They had the ability to make large pushes in the third period. Third period was probably um, one of the most spectacular things resume wise for this team this entire season. But at this point, those third period pushes just aren't happening anymore. You have guys like Braden Point that get them back into the game. Guys like Mikhail Sergachev yesterday that, again, create a spark, create a hope. But there's just not enough time on the clock. If there was another period, we'd be talking differently about the record that the Bolts are putting up as of late. But that's not the case. So the ability to get back in games still looks, you know, not as optimistic as it used to. The other night, it was Maroon versus Montreal. If only there was a little bit more time. Those pushes are coming way too late from a team that's way too talented. So I'll leave that at what it was. The ability to make those comebacks are just dwindling down. We don't know if it's exhaustion, if it's just miscommunication, or if it's just the fact that 
you can't wait till the third period to play your best hockey. Uh, last but not least, Boston will be telling. So this is the only reason I'm not hitting the panic button quite yet, Bolts fans. It's because we've seen this team play up to and play down to their opponents. Now, not saying that the last couple of games that they've lost, they played down to their opponents. They just haven't played good hockey. But we have seen them rise to the occasion. We have seen them step up their game. We have seen them play 60 minutes of hockey versus great teams. And Boston is a great team. 55 wins, uh, wins over their last five games. And the games that they have lost have been specific to them either beating themselves or getting outplayed. One of those outplayed games was versus the Bolts. So a lot to look forward to when this matchup goes down at 1 p.m. tomorrow. We'll see the real form of this defense. We'll see if these guys can get out of their heads and finally start executing. I know we're tired of hearing the execution. I know Bolts fans have their own opinion in terms of um, effort is what I was seeing a lot on Twitter. The bigger thing here is the fact that this team is still trying to create a spark. So they're trying not to hit the panic button themselves because they know that there's some guys that there's an expectation upon them, but they need time to get to their full level, you know, of, of capability of what they can contribute to this team. Um, even though the Bruins are going to be a great test tomorrow, it's going to come down to what this record looks like come April 13th and how well these guys are meshing together at that point. Now facing the Bruins with two new additions and some line changes, line changes that we'll likely see heading into playoffs. This is why this game is so telling for tomorrow. So third takeaway, nothing too major with these takeaways. It's been a tough week for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, as an optimist, I still have some cherry pickers from this week because you still have to have hope, Lightning fans. The season is not over yet. Uh, I'll make it short and sweet. Mikhail Sergachev, of course, like I said, he got that power play goal yesterday. Look, this kid has stepped up so much this season. We've talked about it a lot. When Victor Hedman went down, it was Mikhail Sergachev who got the tap on the shoulder, and he's shown this team that he can be trusted. Some people feel like his game is inconsistent. I think he just has different workloads during different games. The ultimate trust fall uh, for a guy on this team, on this roster, is when you get pulled onto that top power play unit. There are still games where he's skating. His time on ice outwins everybody else, and he's still done that since the return or Victor Hedman getting that much healthier. So you can tell that there's so much uh, a bigger role going to be placed on Mikhail Sergeyev's shoulders, as it should be. He didn't get that contract extension for no reason. This is somebody who's going to be a part of this roster for a while. So a guy who I think has played extremely well. I think any time that he's had those unfortunate turnovers in the D zone and stuff, it happens, but he learns very quickly from them. I think if there's one thing about Mikhail Sergeyev, you should know is that he's a perfectionist, which could lead to overthinking sometimes, but nothing too costly uh, to make him an inconsistent player on this team by any means. I think Sergeyev is spectacular. Uh, next guy that you guys know I love to rave about is Ross Colton. Ross Colton had a freaking moment uh, versus Montreal the other day. You're starting to see some Pat Maroon in his game combined with some other guys. I just, I love how, where, where Ross Colton's game is going. The physicality is coming so effortlessly. Um, his time on ice is starting to step up. He's not waiting for certain sweet spots on the ice to take shots. And he has such a heavy shot. He's now creating those opportunities wherever he's at. Um, he's starting to get better intuition on the ice. There's just so much that you've seen out of this guy in the past three months in his game. And I'm excited to see where Ross Colton goes from here. So somebody who's created a, grand effort for this team to keep them in games and created some great pushes along with Pat Maroon. So Ross Colton's going to be my other cherry picker from this week. And as I mentioned, guys, coming up, we've got the bees. 
Boston hasn't lost since March 14th when the Blackhawks beat them six to three. And when you talk about the Blackhawks beating you after what you saw a couple months ago towards the end of Patrick, uh, Patrick Kane's career with them, you know that there's a lot of potential with this team. So them losing to the Blackhawks isn't what is it as um, I don't want to say weird, but it isn't as a lower standard as we would have put it a while back. Um, since the Bees have landed 19 goals over five games, while the Lightning have won two of their last five games, picking up 15 goals and allowing 21. So if you put all that together, the Lightning are in for a huge test tomorrow. The Bees have one of the toughest D pairings in the league, Hampus Lindholm and Charlie McAvoy, a pair that has collectively put up 16 goals and 77 assists. Um, these guys have been acknowledged in many, 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 many games for being a tough pairing to go against. The only time that they have been not so tough is when McAvoy went out with injury or has had to go out towards the end of the game. But they're going to put up a fight and they're going to make it hard for this Lightning team to put up any goals. And this team is already struggling to land goals. They're struggling to have strong first periods. The They've been trying to make their comebacks in the second period, actually, which now we're calling the slump period all season. And then those final pushes in that third. So uh, Jake DeBrusque is another guy who started to heat up as he gets 24 goals on the season. And of course, they have their top three leaders in Pasternak, Marshawn, and uh, Bergeron. So all this to say that if there's any hope in this Lightning team and how they can turn things around and learn from their mistakes, because Coach Cooper said it himself. They're learning tough mistakes. They've had the same discussions over and over again. And at this point, it's just seeing if they can finally put the pieces together to turn their game around. And that turning point has to start tomorrow because between the points that the Boston Bruins have picked up, between the trades that the Eastern Conference has made alone, this Eastern Conference is going to be a hell of a division to compete against. And in order to go past that first round, they're going to have to bring this defense under order and get them to start helping out this team. So all hopes go to one o'clock tomorrow facing off versus the Boston Bruins and TD garden, seeing if this defense can pull together. And if that spark can be reestablished, we can't talk about Ryan McDonough anymore. He is gone. He is doing things for Nashville. He is no longer part of this roster. It's time for guys to step up. And if not, then this is a year where Zambia lightning learn a lot and they come back next year and get ready to compete all over again. So we'll see what goes down tomorrow. Looking forward to chatting with you guys about the results from Saturday's game. Stay up to date with us on all things Tampa Bay Lightning over at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter, as well as downloading that Odyssey app, searching Pucks and Bolts, hitting the auto download button so you can stay abreast of all information regarding Tampa Bay Lightning. And guys, maybe just staying a little more hopeful as they work through these kinks and these slumps and finally learn to execute and come together as a team. As for now, I'm Casey Hudson. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Pucks and Bolts. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 